incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening and good night, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5. Uh, I'm your host today, Alex Sylvester, and I'm with uh, my co-host, as always, Mr. Sonny Sangera. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Good, nice. Uh, we've got a packed show for you guys today. We'll be uh, jumping into the PlayStation 5 uh, sales records, um, hit some astronomical figures in the US. Uh, we'll talk about the Game Awards, uh, some of the announcements, announcements that were to place at the Game Awards. Um, we'll also dip into Cyberpunk, you know, the good and the bad. Uh, and we'll be looking at the, the Miles Morales uh, 60 frame uh, XPS uh, upgrade that happened uh, last week. Uh, and we've got a couple of lessons from letters from our lovely listeners, so we'll get right into it. But first, before all that, what have you been playing? Uh, I'll be honest, man. I'm I'm just dying in Demon Souls at the moment. You know, um, I'm not dying that much though. Every I thought it would be like rock solid and really hard. And I think if you've yeah. played Demon Souls, I'm I'm doing fine until the bosses, and then. <laughs> All right, yeah. The real appeal of the game for me, and I'm pretty sure it's the same with everyone who's played these Demon Souls, Dark Souls, um, Sekiro, and all these sort of games, is the game and the intrigue is the challenge of figuring out how to do it. You know, how to achieve, yeah. how to get through enemies and things like that. And that's what I'm enjoying. And what I'm really liking is. Okay, first up, the graphics are unbelievable. Still the best looking game I've ever played. And that's the reason that why I got pulled into wanting to play this game. Um, yeah. But the challenge has gripped me, and I like getting to the boss, being daunted at the boss, figuring out how to beat the boss, and then eventually beating him. And I'm doing. I thought. I thought. Right. I'm doing this whole game without a guide. I'm gonna clock this without game a guide. without Great. a guide. Uh, <laughs> and 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 I have took my time. There's been times where I've looped myself, like where the hell am I? What am I doing? But then there's times it, it's that gratifying feeling of just getting that sense of achievement on something so i'm playing that and i've also started um planet coaster on the ps5 it's like a theme park but it's on ps5 and al you'd be impressed the game's fun like you can zoom in and out it's beautiful ray tracing in the lakes and everything but you can zoom out and without any frame rate dip you can zoom right into within centimeters of a bush and then oh, zoom brilliant. all the way back out to the sky, so you really can can like really get in all areas of your park, and yeah, it's kind yeah. of fun because it's like it's, it's it's a management sim. It's just something a little bit different. So I just started that, and then the usuals. Um, you know, I haven't really played Colin McRae. Uh, what well, Colin McRae? I haven't played Dirt Five, but my son is playing uh, Miles Morales. He's just doing a new game plus campaign, so I'm just sitting there watching him while he does it. And yeah. um, it's the last trophy I need for the platinum, so he's going to pop a platinum for me. <laughs> Team effort, then, yeah. There, I just couldn't. You know what it is? I love the game, but because I loved it so much, if I love a campaign so much, I can't play it again because then I, I get a lesser opinion of it because I've seen it all. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm watching him playing yeah. it. I'm enjoying watching him play. It. I've got a, you know Miles Morales from a campaign standpoint is so high up 
um, in yeah. my esteem that I'm just like I don't want to play it again. I had my playthrough, now he's doing it, and he's he's loving it. Yeah. Pissing me off though when he like swings into a bloody building, and I'm like, come on, man, in it. <laughs> but um, yeah, what have you, you been playing? Like Yours, listeners, uh, get ready. Listeners, <laughs> listen to me <laughs> now. Get ready because we're not going to listen to Alex chat about a four-year-old game that has finally come to Switch or an indie game that's finally come to Switch that's been out for PlayStation 2 years. Alex is playing a game that is current, modern, and tech-heavy. What are you playing, mate? I'm so excited. Well, I actually had it, yeah. Talk about fresh off the press. Uh, I managed to get a pre-order in, mate. I mean, I I was there. I was ready for that one. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm playing um, the the infamous game for for good and bad reasons right now, which we'll delve into. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, which is the latest um, game, which has pretty much been in development for some years uh, from CD Projekt Red. So before you carry Uh, on, I've got got a couple of questions for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, What are you playing on? What am I playing it on? Well, that's the controversial statement, isn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm playing on some competing hardware for... um, uh, for investigation purposes or research purposes, uh, I'm playing it on Stadia, Google Stadia. Um, so that's the uh, the gaming platform developed by Google, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, which was released I think last year, and it's only now just gathering steam. Um, and yeah, right now it's pretty good. You can simply just log in, um, purchase a game, and next thing you know, you're playing. You know, so there is no downloading. There's no need to leave the couch. Uh, it's just pretty much just turn it on and then you're going straight into the game. Uh, and the graphics are looking pretty crisp. I mean, nice. it's all running at 4K. Uh, you've got uh, ray tracing everywhere. Uh, and pretty much the, the game will look as good as your broadband internet connection. So for you uh, Virgin lovers in the UK and in America, I know you've got uh, the crazy fiber optics. Anything with fiber optics uh, should give you enough um, of a bandwidth to get like a decent um, nice. decent quality graphics and visuals uh, as well as sound. But yeah, that's what I've been diving into. And the world of cyberpunk is crazy. I mean, it takes place what, 50 years from now, 50 plus years from now, uh, where, you know, we're pretty much integrating with uh, tech, you know, the singularity is definitely a main theme, um, where we're pretty much, you can see uh, people exchanging body parts, you know, to enhance their arms and uh, <laughs> visual features uh, to get different abilities, uh, and all these different um, abilities um, will pretty much help you throughout the game. Uh, it's pretty much like a first-person shooter, uh, and you can have a choice between three different settings. You could be a nomad in the middle of the desert. Uh, you could be a street king, you know, just, just pretty much just roaming the streets as an underworld bus, or you could even start from the corporate side of things. And, um, yeah, I've pretty much tried all three of them, and each one of them has a, a nice, unique story, which all falls into the main the main body of the story. Hold on. Excellent, excellent. Okay, yeah, so I've got some cool. questions for you about the game, and I just want quick yeah, answers yeah, from you, all right? So, yeah, quick... no problem. Okay. Quick, he talks. Listen, listen, listeners. Okay, this is Alex talking about Google Stadia and the tech and shit, and you know he can't even get his Skype to work properly. <laughs> now you see, listeners, if you it was PlayStation orientated and not this Nintendo PC shit that he's on then his internet would be fine, right? That's what we're going to say. Can you hear me now? See, listeners, I told Hello? you that. I told you we can hear you. And um, you hear me now? I was just taking the piss out of you a little bit. I just, I just said and that no. um, 
No, no, no. I didn't say that. I said for a man, a man who just, I just said for a man who trumped about uh, Google Stadia and the techie can't even get a simple Skype to get going. (laughs) But I've got some Uh, questions for you about Cyberpunk, dude. I've got some questions for you about Cyberpunk. Uh, Quick answers. So how many hours you put in? Uh, Probably about 15. 15. So not too much compared to how much is in there. I think it's like a 90 plus hour game, if that. Probably, mm. probably gone forever. But so, story, I think, uh, you mentioned that you've played uh, each different one. What? So, obviously, you, fifteen hours. You're probably doing your main campaign now. What have you chosen to play as in your main campaign? Uh, the main campaign. I went. The main campaign now is um, branched on from the corporate one. I tried each all three of them, but yeah, the corporate one is pretty much what I've rolled onto. Mm. Uh, so, pretty much, there's been uh, I think two main um, two main missions. Uh, which I've managed to sort out without being blown up to shreds. You know, I mean, you're talking about getting killed in Demon Souls. This game is brutal, you know, and like at the same time, you're trying to get your head around the whole mission. You're also trying to get your head around the world and how to use uh, the different, um, you know, uh, body upgrades, the biometric upgrades, as well as hacking at the same time. Um, yeah, it's really intense, but no matter how many times you die, I guess like in Demon Souls, it just looks glorious. It looks beautiful. Mm. <laughs> and it runs so well. So excellent. Yeah, um, a... What's your two more questions, really quick? What's your favorite yeah. part so far? Like, what's the favorite thing about the game so far? Visual, story, characters. What is it? I think it's the right now. It's the story, and it's also the way um, you know the era that the world is. In. It's just like a variation of the um, post-apocalyptic world, you know, that we would potentially go into. So the different ideas that they use, you know, they've got this thing called brain dance where. Um, Opposed who've actually got like an implant in their brain, uh, kind of like that Neuralink that Tesla's trying to push. Uh, pretty much, you'll be able to implant different people's memories and experiences, and that uh, becomes like an essential part of the game. Um, and it's, it's everything from entertainment to uh, sexual fantasies to things that can actually help you in the mission. So it's a lot of fun. You had me at sexual fantasies, and uh, more importantly, have you met Johnny Monomic yet? I have not met Johnny Monolik. Uh, I can't remember his actual real name yet, but Keanu Reeves' character, and I can't wait to play. And we also found there's another celebrity in there, uh, especially from a gaming law, uh, Mr. Hideo Kojima. I'm sure I'm saying it right. I hope yep. I am. Himself. Uh, uh, he plays himself in the game as well. So, uh, it's, it, And that's just two that we know of. <laughs> Apparently, there's supposed to be a whole lot of others. Uh, you know, unknown Easter eggs in there. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll keep you guys updated. Well, as we're talking about it, we might as well jump straight into the news section and talk about uh, the other reason why Cyberpunk has been in the headlines uh, this week. Uh, so CD Projekt Red, as many more probably know, has been working on this game for the past nine years. Keep that in mind, people. Um, and unfortunately, when the game got released on its December the 10th launch date worldwide, um, up until that point, people were quite suspicious. Um, that they'd seen visuals from the games, but nothing necessarily from a current-gen PC, oh, sorry, current-gen console. Uh, we're talking Xbox uh, One. Uh, we're talking a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation Pro. Uh, we hadn't really seen any real visuals from it, bar the PC visuals, which they obviously always want to um, push to the max and pretty much try and sell you that idea of what the game is going to be. Uh, and it's, it was actually a real reason <laughs> why they didn't actually show any visuals um, <laughs> generation consoles and games um and that's purely because the game is broken uh the game itself runs like 
shit. I mean, it's like, it's a very, it's a very demanding world. I mean, if you consider the games that they've made before, like uh, games like the Witcher series, you know, we're talking about full um, breadth of games. You've got a whole lot of NPCs, non-playable characters everywhere. You've got a whole world where you can interact with pretty much everybody, pretty much go anywhere you want. All that information requires um, quite a help, a hard, well, um, a hard working piece of kit, you know, like a PC or even PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. Um, but unfortunately, um, the PlayStation and Xbox One uh, fans out there, which are the majority. Um, 90% of sales was on those consoles. And that's, yeah, I mean, they hit, I mean, they they broke records with the sales, right? We're looking at, what, 8.9 uh, million sales, pretty much. And this that was in pre-orders, you know, alone. I mean, that would have been, obviously, that broke records anyway. I mean, it's been, people have been waiting for it for a while. Um, but yes, it was just a shame <laughs> to mm. see that pretty much the majority of that 8.9, say about 75% of those sales uh, were potentially on previous-gen consoles. And they're going to be getting a broken game. Uh, CD Projekt Red has uh, mentioned that they will be, um, well, they've been updating it. You know, they've been putting out patches. There's a day one patch and there's been a couple uh, over the past week. Uh, and it's to be followed with a larger patch, which should be done for, I think, February. Um, but at the same time, it's just a bit of a piss take when you think about it. I mean, you're spending, what, uh, $50, $60 on a game uh, of which you can't really pay fully. You know, so yeah, not really looking too good on CD Projekt Red's um, side of things. Yeah, definitely. And this is a pure sign of just absolute greed. Now, I don't care if what anybody says about crunch, development time. Listen, yes, it's not nice that people have to work 60, 70 hour weeks. But when you look at the GDP of Poland, which is where CD Projekt Red is kept, and you look at the bonus that every single person who worked on that game is going to get, it's like four times the uh, the average annual salary in Poland. So they're going to be very, very rich, right? And yeah. that's what it came down to. The CD Projekt Red that released The Witcher is not the CD Projekt Red that we see today. It's yeah. about shareholders. It's about money because they've come out yesterday um, and said that, yes, we knew the PS4 and the Xbox One version was looking like shit and we deliberately didn't want to show you it. And that's the most important thing. They wanted to make sure that they got those early sales in, you know, as fast as they could. They, they they pulled a Bethesda with Skyrim, you know, but a Skyrim, it was just a PS3 version that's broken. This one, it's anything that's not PC or you're running it on a next-gen machine. And as you mentioned, it's everything was designed to protect the stock price. They didn't do 8 million pre-orders, dude. I'll tell you straight, that was bullshit. That, that was a reaction to their stock price dropping like like crazy because they didn't they're, they're talking gta numbers they don't talk gta numbers you gotta remember sometimes you can go into a retail and pre-order a game for free yeah you don't have to buy the game it doesn't mean eight million people paid 50 quid for the game they could have paid a pound deposit for it you know as, a, as you can in games so you know it isn't going to sell gta numbers it, it, it will be the game that sh- it should have been a game that was celebrated as the pinnacle of last generation, because that's what we spoke about. We had a question last week, and we both said it. We cannot wait to see the PS4 and Xbox One version of the game. The fact that IGN reviewed it 10 out of 10 on PC, and they gave it 4 out of 10 on consoles. 4 out of 10. you know. And all that's happened is you created so... We talk about publishers that had great will going into the generation and lost it. CD Projekt Red was the opposite. They went from, 
you know, people who were known to like top of the industry, like, you know, amongst the elite in the industry and they've just dropped themselves. You know, there's no trust. You know, they've lost the trust of gamers. The reputation is in the can. You know, the funny thing is, is like I was looking on social media the day Cyberpunk came out and people like Hideo Kojima, people like Corey Barlog, the director of God of War, people like Mark Cerny, people like Phil Spencer, they all sat down ready to play Cyberpunk. From those people must have looked at for this game is disgustingly bad. And yeah. the fact that they just lied about it is is, is disgusting. I'm going to play the game, but I'm going to, I'm not dumb. I said that I was going to wait for the actual PS5 version of the game to come out next year because obviously all the updates and stuff, but you can't release a game and then say, yeah, it's broke. We're going to patch it in two months after Christmas. Well, some, you know, I yeah, mean, I know, I know there's been patches since, but I mean, for some yeah, people, yeah. they can't afford more than two games a year, one game a year. And Cyberpunk was that yeah. game, you know. I feel sorry yeah. for Timmy, who's got it for Christmas and it's under a tree and he doesn't know what the hell's going on at the moment. Right? You know what I mean? But yeah, Timmy's going to be getting an experience which is nowhere near like these Google Stadia or even PC or even the next gen, well, I guess current gen consoles. And I'll call but, it, I mean, I'll, the, I'll call it now, like Alex. A, a steady, well, a steady. Uh, it'll be like 20 to 30 frames per second. That's what they're going to be getting. And they've worked out a lot of the, the bugs as well. So by the time Timmy opens it for Christmas, it should be a lot better than obviously us as the beta testers uh, have been playing for the past few weeks prior. Um, but yeah, it will be. Um, it, it is a shame that they've released it in such a you know a broken format. But Can I just? This is going to be a game that grows. You know. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, you look at the Witcher. Witcher. Yeah. The yeah. updates every 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 six months, if anything. So. Um, and yeah, it's going to be one of those games which will just be the pinnacle game, which just can transitions to the next generation. So it's it's not it's a bit of a situation for him. But no, but I, I, I mean, I said to you, I bet you the game get. I said I bet the game gets delayed, and the fact that they said that the that the updates to fix everything are January February tells you yeah. the game should have been delayed. Yeah. But they didn't. The they needed it. Yeah. They needed. Or they yeah. should have just turned around and said, "Console lovers, we're really sorry. The game is only coming out on PC this side of Christmas, and yeah. then we will release the console versions when they're ready." And exactly what they did with The Witcher, they delayed one of the DLCs for The Witcher. They didn't tell yeah. anybody, but when you bought the game and opened it, there was so much free stuff in there via yeah. codes that like, "We're giving you this, we're giving you this." We apologize. Could have done the same thing, but they, they had. You know what I mean? But yeah. they couldn't. It's it's a, it's a business at the end. It's it's, it's, it's that's yeah. what they had to do, and it's it, it's it's not it's not show friends, it's show business, you know, and that's what they always call it. And it's entertainment business. That's what it's all about. And you're right. You know, by the time we get to the end of PS, I don't even think that's going to be the case though, because I look at games like GTA five that release Mm. fixed rockstar. If they need to delay the game, because they, they, you know, they're, they're proud about their products. I mean, you look at GTA five, you look at red, red dead two, one of the most beautiful games last generation. That seems to be the pinnacle of open world games. You know, on P- yeah. how do you that was running on a base PS4? You know, and it looked like that. that it looked, like, and it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think the comp- yeah, but I don't think that game is as demanding. Well, it isn't as demanding as um, Cyberpunk. But then again, it is a balance between um, what's going on at the screen, you know, frames per second, as well as um, uh, well, the, just the general style. I mean, this game. I mean, obviously, it was supposed to push every system to the limits. I mean, we're talking about ray tracing, we're talking about, you know, long drawn distances. I mean, amazing shadows. The visuals are just 
beautiful you know when you actually step into this world it's really really amazing and um at least um those who are fortunate enough to get a playstation 5 or an xbox series x even if they did buy it for a previous console they can at least put it into the mm. new system and play it you know mm. in 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 a decent format and the uh from what's in the playstation 5 and the xbox series x version it looks great it runs it runs fire i think my but, advice um, for uh all our listeners is if you want to experience what alex is experiencing with the, you know how this game should be experienced wait till february let that let that update to come out. <laughs> then pick it up in a, in, a, in a spring yeah. sale, yeah. and then you'll be good to yeah. go. Because it's 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 a shame because it's a work of art, and it's like Metal Gear Solid yeah. Five. It's a work of art, and they didn't finish the final mission, so it wasn't in the game. So you know, it's, it's like that. But what can you say? It's a uh, you know, it's out. It it's it's there. You know, it's out. Yeah, but guys. I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking to uh, a lot of PlayStation 5 owners, potentially. Hopefully, if you fingers crossed, but it's it, it's an amazing game when you actually do get your um, you know your teeth sunk into it, um, and it, they've created a beautiful world. The story is, the story will have you coming back for more, and the action as well. The action is just just insane. I mean, we're talking about you know 21st century uh, high tech action madness. So um, you'll have a lot of fun. So eventually, when you get your hands on it. You won't be disappointed, you know, won't be disappointed. Cool. <clears throat> All right. So, um, yeah, well, hopefully uh, we'll get that sorted. Uh, let's have a look. All right. So next on the list, we have, um, yes, yeah, so going back to PlayStation 5 and their launch, uh, we had some interesting uh, news from the U.S. sales figures uh, from NPD. Uh, and we had some um, world breaking, well, sorry, record-breaking figures, didn't we? Mm, definitely. And I think that it's... it's... It's one thing Sony do. It's, uh, there's only going to be two record holders on the Sony or Nintendo. You know, Microsoft. Yeah, you, it's 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 great. It's got a really positive. Well, not positive. It's got a really, you know, feverish install base, but not to the numbers that, that Nintendo and Sony pull out. And we didn't think it was going to pull out PS4 numbers. Well, you did. I didn't. And but <laughs> it, it, it took those PS4 numbers and knocked it out the park, you know, um, which is really and, it, and it's great to see that video games yeah. are so healthy. And yeah, the PlayStation Five got all the headlines, but the thing that I saw is just how much money was spent on video games as a whole in that one month. Oh my gosh, it was pretty ridiculous. We're talking about how many billions are we looking at? Seven billion, seven billion. And that's a combination of hardware, software, and accessories. Just in November alone. I mean, that's just absolutely insane. I mean, I do need to check the figures for year on year, but I mean, for people who thought that the uh, the game industry was dying, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know oh, yeah. I mean? It's just, yeah, it's just going into the stratosphere. It's in the stratosphere right now. Um, but yeah, uh, as well as uh, seven billion, uh, one point four of that was uh, towards the Xbox Series X and Series S uh, combined. And then, uh, what's the figures for the actual uh, PlayStation Five? Uh, well, as you said, it one point four billion dollars spent on hardware, which is obviously, as you mentioned, Xbox, um, PlayStation, yeah. and Switch. That's a hell of a lot of money. Um, PS Five was November's top selling hardware platform in terms of consumer spending. Um, the Switch sold one point three five million units, so that includes Black Friday, um, which yeah. is great. And that's what we said. It remember a few weeks back, we said Nintendo will flood the market that specific week. The week after, sorry, because they know people can't get the machine. So what's the only thing available? Nintendo Switch, and it worked perfectly. Switch. Um, yeah, the best, the best console on the market. Yeah, we've got to figure. So basically, we're looking at about between one point one and one point three million units. Wow. You know, so um, that's yeah, yeah. 
That's mm. <laughs> freaking amazing. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I guess it's just all down to the, obviously the demand. Supply is a problem right now. You know, and obviously with the current situation in the world, things are going to be slowed down. Um, and Sony hasn't actually given us a time frame, or have they, about when they should look to level off in terms of production and supply? Um, well, they've empowered uh, retailers to do it. So Sony don't want centralized messaging because they can't guarantee for territories. So um, yeah. what they're doing at the moment is Walmart and other Target and any other place in the States and Game and Smith's Toys and things here are told, obviously, behind the scenes, this is the date, this is how many machines you're going to get. You're free yeah. to message that any way you want. Um, and you can tell that's changed and that Sony has handed the power to the retailer because the retailers are selling bundles only all of a sudden, yeah, so you yeah. can't buy the machine by itself. So, the, yeah, the machine is £450 in the UK, but you've got to buy £700. You're not being ripped off. You're buying content, <laughs> like you're buying games and an extra pad and things like that. You may not need it, but it's not like a scalper. But, yeah, so Sony have empowered the retailers to like control it themselves, which I think always has worked better from a messaging standpoint because then you can't Sony yeah. just like, you can't shit on me. I didn't say anything. <laughs> You know, um, and Nintendo do the same thing. You know, they they initially handle the launch and then let the retailers take all the flack when there's no stock, which is what it sh- is how it should be, really. So, um, yeah, they, they, and they all seem to get it within days. And I think what's really smart is they don't get it on the same day. So, for example, in America, you have uh, two days where Target have it and then like three days later, they don't have any because they've sold out, but then Walmart has it. And it's the same here in the UK. You know, game gets stock and then they sell out instantly. And then Smith's Toys gets stock a couple of days later. They sell out. So it's yeah. it's it's a shared process for everything. And yeah. Yeah. it seems to be working. More and more people are getting the machine. You're seeing the scalping prices going down. Um, but the damage is done. You know, the report came out that they made over 35 million in pure profit on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. You know, it's, it's, it's insane. $35 million of profit. Yeah, no, that is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, that's just what happens, isn't it? I mean, I do think that the retailers do need to up their security. You know what I mean? They uh, at least implement a two-step verification process so that it's not this easy for scalpers and bots just to purchase reams of uh, consoles you know mm. which a lot of them are doing um but yeah but obviously it's business at the end of the day as we said earlier these companies are just in the business of making money and that's that's all they care about if they know it's going to be sold out then they don't really care you know but the downside to that is yeah they will have a whole load of sales you know in terms of hardware that get clocked up however the um the monthly spend um which is you know for their monthly active users you know for things like playstation now or even the xbox game pass that's what they're going to be missing out on. So they, they, it is in their interest also, yes, to sell the hardware out and get it to the uh, consumers, but also to make sure it gets to the actual end line consumers who are actually going to be spending the money on a monthly basis with them. Mm. Um, that's a lot more valuable, isn't it? Um, um, shout out to Call of Duty, number one game Call in of the Duty. United States. Wow. You know, it's a good game, man. It's such a good game. The campaign is great. Yeah. People who play multiplayer are saying the multiplayer is great, so it's great, you know, but... It's been a while since Call of Duty had the complete package, and I think this year they, they they've nailed it. And it, it's yeah, there's yeah. a reason why it's sitting at number one, really good. Again, if you haven't or you've used to play campaigns and you went off COD, when it goes on discount, get Cold War, play the campaign. It's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, nice, nice fingers. Um, and also, yeah, just want to shout out the uh, Jewel Sense as well, which had the best success through launch uh, of all time. Obviously, we know the Jewel Sense itself is pretty much an innovation uh, mastery. Um, and obviously, that was like the best selling accessory for the month of November as well. So, uh, another congratulations to Sony on that. Uh, and obviously, we need to give a quick shout out to Nintendo. Oh, the, fuck uh, you top- now. This geezer. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> I apologize. I apologize, man. Listeners, I apologize. Yeah, for 24 solid months, Nintendo Switch has been on top. I mean, that's just, I mean, we need to just take a moment of silence. But it wouldn't have there it any go. other way, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, listen, the, by by realistic, realistic yeah. timelines, you can only yeah. compare the PS5 to Switch in its first week. So it's 1-0 to PS5 because it's sold more in its first week than the, the Switch did. So <laughs> this, that's all you can do, right? So, But we're not going to go there. But dude... We've got a question. Snooze, mate. What's the next news? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, we have the uh, the Game Awards. What, what? Um, uh, so Jeff Keighley uh, pretty much did well, really, you know, for a uh, pandemic-sensitive uh, Game Award. He had uh, some special guests on there. Um, we had even a, uh, a few announcements as well uh, from the Xbox camp, uh, as well as a few games for the PlayStation 5. And obviously Nintendo had their say as well. Um, but it was a bit of a... It was an okay show. But then again, I guess, how good are these shows anyway? You know, I mean, there's there no big showstoppers like we saw last year with the Xbox Series X um, being unveiled or even uh, years past. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's just get into the, the winners. Oh, yeah, man. And, yep, as expected, you know, it was a Sony game that dominated the show, which was The Last of Us Part 2. It was the big winner. We kind of expected it. It won seven of the ten prizes, and it's rightly so. We did say last week that Ghost of Tsushima could be that dark horse, and we would be pleasantly surprised about it. But, you know, as I said to you when we spoke about when I had finished The Last of Us, and, and I'm pretty sure everyone would concur, the game is amazing. And here's a funny thing. Everyone was saying, yeah, but the game has been slated. The game has been slated. I said, no, critically, the game was never slated. It got near-perfect yeah. scores everywhere. It was people who have problems with LGBTQ2 who can't adapt to what the game is trying to say. The leaks didn't help. But critically, the game didn't get panned by anybody. So it's just p- gamers' opinions you know, that came yeah, in yeah. and sales-wise didn't affect it. But... Um, yeah, just to run down some of the ones. Uh, game of the Year was The Last of Us Part 2. Best Game Direction was The Last of Us Part 2. I actually think that um, should have gone to uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Best Narrative, The Last of Us Part 2. Best Art Direction, Ghost of Tsushima. Best Score and Music, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Best Audio Design, The Last of Us Part 2. Best Performance, uh, Laura Bailey as Abby. Um, yeah. I'm just looking at the PlayStation ones. Best ongoing game, No Man's Sky. What a Rocky Balboa story for that game. You know, <laughs> that was a game that came out. It was broken. It got shit on like crazy, and it's still going strong today. Right. Um, right. Best indie game was Hades, which was Super Giant Games. Uh, best community support, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Shout out to Shuhei Yoshida. You know, he's in charge of 
um, the the indie side of PlayStation. He spot Fallout. Uh, he spot Fall Guys really quick and knew it was yeah. going to be popular. Signed it to an exclusive deal, and millions. And then more importantly, whacked it on PlayStation Plus, and it's got like over ten million players on PC and PlayStation. <laughs> it's massive. Um, this was a guarantee. Uh, innovation and accessibility, which was The Last of Us Part Two, and every game is doing that now. Um, Alex, for yeah. the first time ever. A PlayStation game did not win Best VR. It is Half Life Alex for the PC, Whoa. you know. But that just shows, like, and and That's yeah, true. nothing yeah. was going to touch Half Life Alex on that VR, one. you know. Best action adventure was The Last of Us Part Two. Best role playing was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Best fighting game was Mortal Kombat Eleven Ultimate. May I just say that's because there was no Tekken this year, but Tekken would have won that hands down. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo, uh, it was a guarantee. Best cross, uh, Animal Crossings was best family game. Although I feel like Astro Bot's Playroom was should have won that one, right? Uh, <laughs> um, best sim strategy was a Microsoft Flight Simulator. One good thing that Xbox do. Uh, best sports <laughs> racing game. That's a shit category. Best sports racing game makes no sense. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Uh, best multiplayer Among Us, which is also coming to Nintendo Switch soon um and then the rest is all esports stuff which we don't care about but you mentioned <laughs> you know i mean your thoughts on the fact that yeah. again sony seem to go every other year don't they in terms of they go big so yeah. like 2018 yeah. was god of war spider-man and everything 2019 they, they didn't really do much except death stranding and, and then 20 comes and then they go crazy it's just they go, well i think that yeah that makes much obviously last of us um yeah, I mean, deservedly so. Uh, but I think the um, the viewers' choice award, wasn't it, um, went to Ghost of Tsushima, mm. and that took place just before the actual award ceremony. So that's that shows what the real players really wanted to win. But um, for all in all, I think both games are pretty much just phenomenal games. So it's just a win-win for everybody, right? And to think um, that a surprise that... me was uh, Hades. I mean, Hades was getting a lot of love, and that's a game I've got to be honest. I haven't actually delved into. Uh, only like top-down games, I'm not really a fan of, but and that's an indie developer as well, and that was also a contender for um, game of the year. So I'm diving into that as well. Hopefully, we'll see what all the fuss is about. Mm. But um, but yeah, everything else was um, uh, yeah, it was was kind of predict not predictable, but you know, it was given up to less of us. Um, but we also did have some announcements as well, um, and this was uh, a bit lackluster, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, especially on the, the PlayStation camp. Um, uh, I mean, we did actually have a, uh, a quick look at the Evil Dead, the game, uh, which will be coming out, I think it's next year. Um, mm. I think that's another game, actually. I think there's been an Evil Dead that was released previously. Um, <clears throat> what else did we say? Uh, we got uh, Rune King, a legacy of legends. The story continues, you know, I was thinking... I don't know, what were your thoughts on these games? I mean, because there wasn't actually that much. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I out. got pissed off. I sat there um, when, the, when the Mass Effect announcement came. And at the beginning, I thought, oh, shit, they're showing Starfield from Bethesda because it felt like yeah. Starfield, right? Because obviously it had like the modern um, NASA talking about Apollos and stuff. And so I, I instantly thought, okay, this must yeah. be Starfield. And then they show Mass Effect, they show uh, the N7 outfit, so they're obviously going back a little bit, That you know, they, they fucked off from the Andromeda and they're coming back to the Milky Way, which is great. Right. Uh, they had an Asari pick it up, and I thought, okay, okay, this is either a new Mass Effect or the Mass Effect collection. They're doing fine, yeah. and then they end it on an absolute shit note of Mass Effect will continue. What? 
what the fuck is that? You've got the tr- you've got the remasters coming out in a few months. Show a trailer for that, and then show that teaser trailer and get everybody hyped because we would. You know, I, I love Mass Effect. Absolutely amazing game. Played all three, loved it. But imagine if you just showed the remaster trailer. Us Mass Effect Mass Effect fans would have sat back thinking, "Oh," and then another teaser, and we'd be like, "No, no, 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 no!" You know, like all hyped up. But they just did that, and I was like, "What?" Is that and then and I'll be honest with you, it's like it's Bioware. I've got no trust in EA and Bioware anymore. And well, you know, enough. when you look at that Dragon Age, which they showed at the Game Awards as well, that looks shit. I was just like, yeah, yeah I've got no trust in you on that sense. Um, I want to give a shout out to one game specifically. Um, I did like, by the way, shout out to not this. This is not my main shout out, but shout out to Perfect Dark for Xbox Series yeah. X. Love that game on the N sixty four. Um, I'm very envious that it's only on Xbox, um, but I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll be able to play it on PlayStation by the end of the generation. Just you watch. <laughs> um, what was that? Yeah. Um, the big one, the big one, surprisingly for me, came from, yeah, I mean, Perfect Dark was definitely a, a worthy shout out. Don't, but it was on the Nintendo it. camp. I know I'm a Nintendo fanboy, however, it is definitely relevant. Uh, and they introduced a new character for Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate, which is a fight game which has been going on for, well, it just keeps throwing characters in it. Uh, and this one's an interesting one. They had Sephiroth uh, from the Final Fantasy series. Um, being introduced into the roster of uh, fighters as well for this year. So, um, and that was available, I think, as soon as, you know, so um, I think that was a definitely um, a worthy announcement um, of all of them. It's pretty much one of the top ones that were there. But it kind of shows that 2020 for, um, for game announcements wasn't really <laughs> anything. I, think, I mean, we were, mm. what were we talking about last week? We were saying uh, we're going to see God of War potentially, maybe even Metal Gear yeah, Solid. I think, you know, I think the big thing is obviously the pandemic has put development back, and these are where you're going to see the issues and the delays and stuff. And Sony will keep those cards close to their chest. Microsoft kind of shot their mm. load as well, you know, quite a bit in terms of what they're doing. But I want to give a shout out to one announcement, and it's a game called uh, that was called the Callisto uh, Protocol. So it's called the Callisto Protocol. So it's an upcoming oh, yeah. third-person survival horror game. Um, it's due for release. I think they said twenty twenty-two. Um, it's been developed by uh, the studio that's called um, Striking Distance, which is founded by Glenn Schofield, who was the co-creator of the Dead Space series. So that's what gets me excited. I fucking love Dead Space. I hate the fact that EA have that and they're not remastering it. Um, It's an absolutely stunning game. If you haven't played Dead Space, play it. It's so, so good. And it is probably one of the scariest games I've played. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, that survival horror in space, that's kind of the sort of thing that you want. That is going to be, yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to be big next year. And most importantly, they said um, afterwards in a statement that it's PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X, S. So it's not coming to PS. Well, at the moment, it's not announced for PS4, Xbox One. So it is a true next gen horror game. Um, but that got me excited. But yeah, I mean, the Game Awards, Sony never really go big. I mean, last year it was just Godfall. Um, I think the last big announcement they did was. They showed uh, the Last of Us there, you know. The Last, of yeah, Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sony tend to like put the, the double A, <laughs> like they, they 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 put like teasers or something like that yeah. um, at these award shows and that, and they hold the big guns for their own stuff. But yeah, it was. Uh, I, I wasn't going to watch it live. I know you did. Um, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll wait until the morning when IGN put up the article that says here's all the announcements. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I kind of wish I did it really, but uh, but yeah, that's why I was completely knackered for the next day. But um, it was it was what it was. I mean, they had some high points, but um, uh, seeing the Rock in Arc Two was a bit. I don't know. Oh, Vin <laughs> Diesel. Vin Diesel. Sorry, yeah, but yeah, sorry, Vin Diesel. Uh, it probably should have been the Rock, to be honest. But um, I don't know, Vin Diesel in Arc. Yes, it'd be interesting to see Arc too. So that's <laughs> um, a big announcement. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but um, but yeah, so that was the Game Awards, guys. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, okay. So going back to some um, Sonic games that we've obviously been released, Miles Morales, uh, which has had a phenomenal response um, around the world for all game players. Well, Chipotle have managed to get their hands on it on the PlayStation 5 version, uh, and also the PlayStation 4 um, received uh, an important update, uh, which brought ray tracing fans joy um pretty much allowing ray tracing and 60 frames per second mode to be accessible <clears throat> uh so you can pretty much play the game uh with the glorious graphics that it, that we know it um to have um but all in 60 frames per second obviously we've been talking about it for the past few weeks in terms of uh, the choice that one has to make between having a great performance mode when you can actually just see everything you know all the reflections in the windows you know on the ray tracing but the only sacrifice is that the frame rate is going to be dropping to 30 frames per second or you can uh forgo that sacrifice the, the ray trace reflections and just go purely for uh, performance uh where everything is uh you'll be swinging through the city with luxurious 60 frames per second uh but now fortunately you know the, the geniuses at insomniac for it makes sense to marriage the two things together and uh, create this ultimate version of spider-man now which can only bring good things. I mean, have you managed to get your hands on it yet? Yeah, I had a quick blast of it. Um, you really notice it when you're high up and there's glass around you because um, it just looks clear, sharp, and you can see the reflections in the glass and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's good. You know, um, I just switched, obviously, as I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, that my son's playing that second campaign. So I just whacked that performance yeah. uh, ray tracing mode on while he plays it, and I'm watching him, and I'm just like, "Wow, this is this is nice." You know, where was this when I was playing it? But again, that's the, the that's the risk you run, right? If you play it when it comes out and you finish it, it Spider Man always gets updated, and there'll be more suits and things like that. Yeah. And he's playing yeah. with the um, the Spider Verse suit and uh, things like that. So oh, it's a uh, it's a great right. game, you know. I mean, we I, I, I talked about it a few weeks back that. The Spider-Man game that came out in 2018 and this game is like the ultimate homage to Spider-Man, you know. Um, oh, did I tell you that Stan Lee is in the game? Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, okay. he's he, he pops up in the game. There's like a statue of him that you, okay. you, you go right, to it okay. and then That's you right. um, yeah, you kind of talk talk to the statue a little bit. It's pretty cool. Right, nice. No, that's good. You know, it's, I mean, pretty much appears in pretty much everything now, and it. But um, no, that's that's a nice touch, it really is. Um, yeah, again, well, I can't wait to get my hands on it anyway. So when I do finally get to play the game, when I do finally get my digital edition PlayStation Five, that will be the first game that I'll be smashing pieces. Actually, no, second, because I do want to finish Astro's Playroom <laughs> because that game is just bloody phenomenal. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's a it's it's good that they're actually doing it. And to be honest, when we were playing it the first time. Um, you could just see that there was, I mean, the graphics alone in the 60, in the performance mode looked amazing. Mm. You know, it looked, I mean, we're looking at next gen quality graphics and it, it obviously wasn't too much of a stretch for them to actually marry the two together. So I'm just glad that they actually, you know, made, you know, found sense and uh, made it happen. Uh, but it would have been amazing to actually have that option available for the first 
yeah, for the launch window. Um, but yeah, um, thank you for Insomniac. Um, <clears throat> okay, we're gonna run over to some letters now. Sorry, guys, my throat is seriously dry. <laughs> <clears throat> seriously, though. um, good old fashioned H2O. Okay, I'm going to jump onto the letters. Uh, again, uh, we've got some letters from uh, the lovely listeners uh, from all over the world. Uh, again, guys, if you do want to get in touch uh, with us, uh, you can uh, get in touch on Twitter, and that's at the latest PS5. Uh, and if you want to get in touch by email, um, you can get in touch with us at the uh, sorry at the latest PS5 at gmail.com. Uh, so that's at, at, at the latest PS5 on Twitter and uh, the latest PS5 at gmail.com if you want to send an email. Uh, but anyway, we got a lovely letter from Samantha. Uh, she comes all the way from Nevada. And she asks, uh, what has been the standout game for you on the PlayStation 5? I'm going to throw it over to you, mate, because I need to get my front side. That's fine. I think everyone who, if you have the PlayStation heritage um, and the lineage, so I've, I was there, you know, I'm, an old, I'm one of the OGs, as, as are you, you know, with the OGs day one. And um, yeah, Astro, without a doubt, because it's just homage to everything that we love. So everyone will say that. But I think if you're talking about uh, a game, obviously that doesn't come with the PlayStation. It's honestly yeah. for me, it's Sackboy, a big adventure. Me and my son are playing it together. Sack, it's yeah. it's it's just good old fashioned Sonic the Hedgehog meets Mario platforming yeah. you know and it's so good it's so pretty it's got great like licensed soundtrack so there's a um, uptown funk level for example which goes to the beat of everything that's yeah. going on on the level it's just so smart it's so fun great co-op play as well um so th- i you know I, sa- I said before the ps5 which one was the sleeper hit and i said Sackboy, and I, w- I you know i'm happy to report that it is a great game but overall, yeah, Astro, Astro's Playroom number one and Sackboy number two are my um, standout games for PS5. You got your hands about, on stuff. I'm pretty sure you're going to say Astro, right? Or Miles. Uh, before that, I was going to ask you, what about Call of Duty? Obviously, they, they worked really hard on the triggers. You know, the, um, everything, dude. The I mean, everything goes, up, everything goes up a level. I don't think I've played a game on PS5 yet that is yeah. inferior to whatever's come out beforehand. So Call yeah. of Duty, it's the best in the most it's it's the best and the most immersive COD since the original Black Ops. Um but the nice. pad, you know, but the pad is amazing on there. Sackboy, it's great yeah. platforming, as I mentioned, that we haven't had since the days of you know Mario 64 meets Crash Bandicoot, meets Sonic the Hedgehog, meets uh, Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, and stuff like that. So it's great platforming. Demon Souls is just yeah. unbelievable. You know what I mean? Um, as I mentioned about Planet Coaster, you get your theme park games, but there's always loading screens. There's no loading screens here, so you're zooming in and out, no frame rate issues. You're doing yeah. things on the fly, which is great. So wow. I think you know that's what we're yeah. getting with the power of this machine. So everything, in a way, stands out. It's just whatever you like. You know, I'm pretty sure. You know, once my son pops that platinum and miles for me, I'm gonna trade it in and get Devil May Cry. Um, and I'm pretty sure that game is going to stand out way above Devil May Cry on PS4 and Xbox One and stuff like that because that yeah. game is just batshit crazy yeah. in combat and I can't wait. So, But it, overall, just for me personally, uh, and I haven't even talked about NBA. you already seen that. But for me, yeah, Astros and Sackboy. What about yourself? Uh, for me, it's just the one game and it's going to be Sackboy. I mean, I know it comes with a PlayStation 5 and it's an easy one to just me, say. Astro. But innovation that they threw into the pad alone um was 
beyond me. I mean, that's just, you know, the, just the intro when you're actually getting used to the pad and getting used to the different triggers, but it's, you know, it's pretty much a tutorial of how the haptic feedbacks work. That's it alone. You could, you could waste hours just, you know what I mean, just, just play with that. Uh, and the game itself as well. I think it's an amazing feat for Sony to uh, introduce um, Astro Boy, um, sorry, Astro, yeah, Astro, um, who potentially could be like the, the new mascot. And I do hope that they actually push it forward uh, because I think it works. I mean, we did obviously play, we played the Astro's, uh, the VR version. Astro Bot Rescue um, Mission. Astro Bot Rescue Mission, which worked brilliant in VR, uh, which to me, and this is coming from a Nintendo gamer who's played a lot of platform games, that was the perfect way to deliver a VR platform experience, which even Nintendo, I'm sure, was studying, you know, like crazy, doing their homework on that one. Uh, and again, with Astro's Playroom, uh, the way they uh, they utilize the, uh, the haptic feedbacks, uh, the resistors triggers and the level design. And you can't forget or even overlook the homage that they play that they paid to all the Nintendo, uh, sorry, Nintendo, all the Sony uh, IPs. Uh, from the PlayStation 1 mm. um, all the way up to the PlayStation 5. And I thought that was a really nice touch. I'd say thank you for being on this journey. Um, so I think that was a really nice touch. So that is definitely um, a standout game so far uh, for me for the PlayStation 5. Um, but thank you, Samantha. Um, yes, uh, we're going to go straight on to uh, another one from Leila, or Leila. Uh, and she comes from Newcastle. Uh, in the UK, Newcastle, UK, <laughs> and she asks, uh, very nice show boys. Okay, I'll forget the accent. Uh, very nice show boys. Uh, keep it up, Sonny. Uh, sorry, excuse, keep it up. Sonny, I've heard that you, um, that I've heard you say, uh, that no one can be a loser in this generation. All three companies are doing different things. What do you think Sony is doing? Um, how do you think Sony's doing? Well, we've kind of spoke about it, you know. I think this is a first off. Uh, you have to understand more people are playing video games now in the world than ever before. You know, billions of yeah. people are playing video games, whether it be on a home console, a PC, or a mobile phone, or a tablet, or anything. They're playing video yeah. games, and sales are showing that across everything. Phone sales for video games are up. Tablets, PC gaming is up. Console gaming is booming through the roof. Streaming is booming. So everything is going great for video games, you know, and we mentioned that there's three different ways you know microsoft are going down the the internet streaming route as predominantly their focus which is great yeah. sony are the aaa massive console experience that is also doing the streaming but that's not a priority for them right now for this generation yeah. and then nintendo are doing what nintendo do best which is video games but they innovated and you can play those amazing immersive video games on your tv or on the go with the switch so you could effectively own all three and not be treading on yourself with the same thing if that makes sense which is the first time that's ever happened yeah so it's great but yeah i think what sony's doing is you could see from everything that they talked about in the wired articles they they're the blockbuster company when it comes to the big game the experience like you know when you see the commercial of people sitting in a cinema and they're getting blown away and you can't beat that experience and what christopher nolan's and all that say yeah. i think the best way best analogy to put it is sony is making you lord of the rings um you know <laughs> the, the, those sort of experiences that make you yeah, cry right. they make you laugh you know the, the the realism of the last of us part two to the heritage yeah. of japan in Ghost of Tsushima to the to the the tear joy 
of Astro to everything. You know, Sony are creating you yeah. experiences. That's why they've created this revolutionary tech. That's why they've given yeah. developers this amazing immersive controller. And yeah, it's just honestly, it doesn't matter if you're on Xbox, or it doesn't matter if you're on PlayStation or Nintendo. We're just getting some amazing years ahead of us. And I think if you are predominantly yeah. like me, um, that focuses on PlayStation and that is my go-to, then you know, if the we, the PS4 arguably is the best from a first-party standpoint that Sony's ever done in a generation. So many hits through that whole generation. I think that it's going to get topped with PS5. Um, I cannot wait to play these games um, with the PlayStation 5 pad and the power yeah. that we have. And, you know, there's so much more still to come. So, yeah, I talk about there being, you know, everyone's, there's no losers. There is no loser this gen, there, there will be. Um, we kind of all can gauge who it might be for the first half anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like if you, if you look at the three, Sony is your, your cinema experience, you know, um, they make their first party games as big as they are as immersive and, you know, real it's more adult isn't it you know like when it comes to the big big games like god of war horizon and that is aimed at the more mature gamer but they've really balanced it out towards the end of ps4 and with ps5 with the likes of uh ratchet and clank and with the rumors of sly coming back and jack and daxter as well as you know astro mm. you mentioned about it being a mascot ever since rescue mission came out on vr astro bot has been in almost every bit of playstation marketing um yeah yeah. Which is great. Um, uh, oh, just a shout out, by the way. But one thing I forgot to mention yeah, is, like a brand new... sorry, go I was going to say, uh, in terms of marketing, Gran Turismo, uh, yeah. the initial marketing reel had um, first half of 2021. The new marketing video with the mm. same footage doesn't have that written in there anymore. So I think they've moved that <laughs> back. Uh, I just think they just looked at it and thought, actually, we don't need it because they probably loaded up the year to ensure they could compete with Microsoft, and then realized that, oh, okay, Microsoft's from a games first party standpoint is stumbling into 2021 we don't need it let's push it yeah. you know um but yeah it's 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 great uh so yeah it doesn't matter which one you own you can you can get yourself an xbox um i wouldn't mm. i would just wait because you'll be able to get games pass on your pc on a tablet mm. via a web browser um pretty much soon enough in a couple of years on your smart tvs so you can get the best of first party xbox on that just get yourself a playstation get yourself a nintendo you're sorted for video games then <laughs> yes seriously uh, but yeah just to just to echo what you said really i think um yeah, the, I think the, the target audience um, for PlayStation 5 is that, you know, the mature market. Uh, and obviously they've got a couple of catchments either side. Um, but I think they, they've, they've, they've honed their skills perfectly for that, for that market. Uh, where have you got Nintendo, which pretty much just does pretty much everybody. It's got um, adolescents all the way up to teens, maybe. You know what I mean? And then they kind of cap out. They don't really focus on the, you know, the heavy story-driven games, the more adult-themed games. Um, but there is a massive market for it. And that is the gap that Sony um, has definitely fulfilled in terms of having a more 360, and not talking about Microsoft, but in terms of a, um, a more of a, a well-rounded approach to their game um, development, as well as the hardware, um, as well as the experience. You know, they want to make sure that they've serviced all the different users, all the different aspects of the industry, and make sure that each one of those pillars are actually uh, on point, you know, making sure that they're all high quality. 
it's the same ethos that Nintendo has, has brought into the industry, you know, with the likes of Mario and the innovation what they bring to their consoles, for example, um, as well as the experience that they create. I mean, they've got these IPs, which are pretty much household names. Uh, but then, you know, when you get to the more mature games, for example, like Red Dead, you know, you've got GTA, you've got um, Last of Us, you know, these, you know, groundbreaking experiences, that's what uh, Sony steps in, you know, and they just hold that market so well. And then pretty much just leaves all the other, other, all the other competition <clears throat> in the dust. Uh, I mean, Microsoft, yeah, they can create a similar console, they can create similar specs, uh, but again, they don't actually have that 360 view. They're not looking at uh, bringing innovation. They're not really thinking about their core target audience and making sure that they've got a high quality experience um, for, uh, you know, from the games to the hardware uh, and to the actual door, you know, I mean, it's it's a household name, PlayStation, isn't it? It is it is the essential console that pretty much defines the gaming industry, um, and it has done for a while. So, yeah, I think they've they know exactly what they're doing. They know their market. It's it's the, the it's a very valuable market as well. You know, they're not looking at kids. They're looking at those who've got good expenditure, um, and they know that the competition is not really coming from Nintendo uh, and Microsoft, as we've seen. They haven't actually got all their gears in check just yet. I mean, once they do manage to get some decent IPs, then maybe they can start dabbling um, in the market um, to the levels that Sony um, is doing and also Nintendo. But for the time being, it's just clear sailing. You know, it's just clear sailing. They've got some great, they've brought some great studios. We've seen seen the roster of games that they had for the last generation, what they brought for the last year. You know, it's it's just top tier quality and right now they can take the foot of the gas pedal just a little bit as you said with Gran Turismo you know they just release it a bit later on because there is no real urgency mm. you know they've got a nice demand you know they've got everybody talking about the PlayStation 5 if you can't get one then you start looking at maybe an Xbox but the first thing you want to get is a PlayStation 5 and they know that yeah that will be settled by maybe Q1 of next year um, and then they've got a whole host of uh, recognizable IPs um solid franchises to come you know with uh, ratchet and clank, clank. Uh, obviously we've, got, we've also heard rumors about you know um the god of war the next installments um as well as uh, recent visuals from resident evil as well uh, and that's just only a few mm. <laughs> that's just a few of the games that they're going to be bringing to the market so um yeah they're they're just they're just they're just winning right now you know <laughs> it's just brilliant um but the question is do you think that the playstation 5 well, here's another question. So, do you think the PlayStation Five will eclipse the PlayStation Four sales? Yes, over its lifetime. I do believe now. You think so? I do now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we were like, oh, we weren't sure a couple of weeks back. I can't remember when it was asked or how it was asked, but we talked about that, and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think for Sony, the benchmark is always 100 million. Um, from yeah. a home console standpoint, they've done it three times before with the PS One, PS Two, and PS Four. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, they were close to the PS3, but yeah, it was they, as soon as they could stop to manufacturing that they wanted to because they were like, that was still so expensive to manufacture that machine, um, with the cell processors and stuff. But Sony always, I think they're probably looking at the thing as uh, all the time 100 million, that's the target, hit a 100 million. Yeah. But as we mentioned at the beginning of this question, um, more people are playing video games than ever, and the appeal of the PS5, the power of the PS5 and the games, that's as you mentioned, the games are what are going to keep selling this yep. machine over and over again. Call of Duty yep. sells millions, FIFA sells millions, Madden, NBA 2K, all the and the Sony first party games, you know, they all sell millions. And I'll tell you straight, the moment GTA 6 hits, 
and Sony will not allow that game to be marketed anywhere but PlayStation. You know, you're selling it's it's, <laughs> it's going to do it. I I think the best way to put it actually is because we don't know how far PS4 is going to go because we are anticipating yeah. a big price drop in 2021 for that machine. Um, yeah. You know, you mentioned they could release an even smaller version in the future. It's pretty much already small as I think it would get. But I think with a price drop, it could sell a couple more million. Um, but I think the yeah. big thing is 100 million guaranteed with PlayStation 4, uh, with PlayStation 5, sorry, 100 million guaranteed with Nintendo Switch. And I'm going to say uh, Xbox Series X and S. I don't, Microsoft doesn't hit 100 million. 360 again was close, didn't get it. But I think by far the Series models or Series X will sell more than the Xbox One. I think we're looking at Xbox's um, greatest selling console. I really do think so. I mean, the demand so far has indicated that, yeah, obviously scarcity is playing a, you know, a, a massive role. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think people, they've, they've got two great price points, uh, entry level, you know, the 299 uh, with the Xbox Series S and obviously they've got a premium. Um, and I think they've, they've actually got their head screwed on for this round. <laughs> you I'll know, be honest with you bit, though. They've just got to work on everything else now, mm. in terms of the games, the experience, the whole, um, the whole ecosystem. You know, that's the word I was trying mm. to remember before, um, which is what, uh, Sony's got, you know what I mean? Sony has a great ecosystem. Nintendo's got a great ecosystem. We'll talk about Xbox, it. We'll t- they can't really need to work on that. Mm, we'll talk about it next week, but I don't think they will because yeah. I, I honestly believe Microsoft don't care about selling hardware. They care about Game Pass. And I think yeah, yeah. as the generation moves on, I think Microsoft will, you know, the, the, the priorities get people onto Game Pass. And that's what, um, and as Game Pass moves, through to smart TVs, and as soon as it hits a web browser mm-hmm. on Apple products and stuff like that, it's gonna. Yeah, yeah. If 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 you said to Microsoft, yeah, yeah. if if someone said to Phil Spencer on Microsoft, you can sell a million Xbox Series X in one month, or you can have one point three million new Game Pass subscribers. They're taking Game Pass hands down, you know. And I that yeah. that's why I think like. I don't know. I just feel like you know this. You know, there's all the reports coming out that after the Xbox One launch, Microsoft are ready to can the Xbox division as a whole. You know, and I think (laughs) eventually the key is by the end of this generation, Game Pass will be on Nintendo and PlayStation. And PlayStation. Yeah, I think I can. I can see that. I can see that definitely being released. Even though they've gone, they've flip flopped them back on that statement for the past year uh, saying that at one point that no you can't go on Sony or Nintendo because um, they wouldn't be able to you know transfer a, a decent experience uh, but realistically even just recently you were saying that yeah potentially if they are willing to do it later on in the line then yeah they'll look at it um, but in terms of the online side yeah I do think they're going to focus heavily on that um, but I also think that they are still going to need um, to have the brand as a worthy competitor in terms of uh, games you know, and trying to <clears throat> and trying to get both markets, you know, it's they're, they're never going to eclipse the Ninten- uh, Nintendo or uh, Sony, uh, but they do need to make sure that it's still a worthy brand in terms of the console space for um, uh, for uh, the cloud gaming uh, platform to actually be a success. Yeah. Otherwise, people will just forget about it, you know. So they they're still going to need like a physical um, a physical console, you know what I mean, which is still going to be promoted so that they've actually got both audiences that they can that they can utilize. 
um, and to make both of them as as successful as they can be. But yes, I mean, once they reach, once the consoles and the hardware reaches a certain point, they, yeah, they'll fly with Xbox, um, with Game Pass, definitely. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, guys, uh, thank you for those um, those questions. Thank you, Samantha, and thank you, Lena. Um, again, if you want to get to us, um, you can get um, get in contact with us at the latest PS5 on Twitter uh, and the latest PS5 at gmail.com uh, and yes we have our last bit of the show today uh, which is um, <clears throat> for you fans uh, who've been listening for the past couple of weeks we've been playing this game where we try to stomp each other with some of the most interesting most death-defying gaming <laughs> questions <laughs> known to man uh, last week uh, it was um, Sonic's turn and he pretty much um, well you were just okay weren't you <laughs> no I was good mate you um, just keep I... changing the shit you stick to one topic and I'm nice to you you know what I mean I give you that little bit of time well, when you have to do a list I, I'm proper nice you're just like fuck this yeah. guy you know what I mean treat me like well, I'm in yeah, hostel well, basically you know, don't 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 blame the player. You know, and just hate the questions that came from the fans. Uh, yeah, so Sonny had the Resident Evil last week, and he did. You know, he did pretty well. This week is actually going to be my turn now, and it's going to be. Uh, uh, so what have we got? What, what's the well, uh, listeners, just as a, just a quick thing, Alex's topic this week is Mortal Kombat, and we take it one step further. We let you guys ask us questions, but to make sure it's fair, um, to ask Alex questions, uh, you have to tweet them. Or DM them to, on the Twitter account to at latestps5. And if you want to ask me questions, you need to send them to the email, which is the latestps5 at gmail.com. That way, neither of us can see the questions, um, which is key. So, Alex yep. has got uh, more combat this week. You ready? Ooh, yeah. Come on, get over here. Uh, I want you to know I emailed this person, uh, I DM emailed this person back saying you need to change your questions because we don't want long lists, one, because his were lists. He was asking you to name every character from a certain game. I was like, no, nah, mate, that's not going to happen. Every single I was like, you ha- I said to him, you need to ask me questions. You need to ask him questions that he can answer in under 10 seconds. Be realistic, mate. And then he came back with a good set. I think a pretty easy set. If you don't get three a minimum, I'm going to be disappointed. Okay, question number one. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Trilogy on the PlayStation 1, right? Yeah. How many characters were in that game? And I'm going to be even nicer to you, Alex. Was it A? Look how nice I am, right? Was it A, 24 (laughs) characters in Mortal Kombat Trilogy? Was it B, 32 characters in Mortal Kombat Trilogy? Or was it C, 38 characters in Mortal Kombat Trilogy? Trilogy was on PlayStation uh, 1, that timeline. Oh, right, okay. All right, and so I'm going to guess... Uh-huh. Uh, 30, 38? Oh, yeah, so it was uh, yeah, the days of no DLC, mate. So it was just literally you got what was in the game, right? So, yeah, yeah, 32 characters in the game. Uh, what was the what was the year Mortal Kombat first released? Not the month, actually, the year. The month, yeah, no, 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 I don't want the month, I just want the year Mortal Kombat was released. Oh, just yeah. Uh, that's going to be early 90s, so I'm guessing uh, 1993, 1992, because we're in the same year as... Correct, um, mate, correct, well done. The mask. 
Well Booyaka. done. Nice. Booyaka. October 8th, 1992, Mortal Kombat was released on the world and it was instantly infamous for its violence. Um, but we love it. Right. If they thought that was violent, yeah. little did they know what Mortal Kombat would be like today. <laughs> oh, you imagine. Um, <laughs> people about it. Question number three. Uh, Mortal Kombat yeah. um, had a game where it partnered with a different set of characters. What universe was that from? Uh, that would be the DC universe. Ding, 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 ding. Well done, mate. Well done. Thank you very much. Two more questions. Um, what do you mean two more two more, These are easy questions. That's why I said, give me some easy ones. And he sent them. And I thought, these are pretty easy. So he'll get them. Like, you'll know how easy it is when I ask you this next question. Uh, what are the name of the two realms in Mortal Kombat? Um, I think that Never Realm. And Outworld. Well done, mate. Well done. Oh, yes. Well, Earth Realm, Level Realm. Yeah, yeah. I get, you get it. It's uh, Earth Realm. I'll give you that one. Last one. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah, go for it. Mortal Kombat is known for having special characters in its game that are not from the Mortal Kombat universe, right? I.e., um, currently, you have Rambo and the Terminator in the game. Can you name yeah. me? Three other mm-hmm. characters across any Mortal Kombat game that have specially made an appearance from another like entertainment <laughs> thingy. Um, uh, Darth Vader, Be- I'm sure, was in it. No, nope, um, Darth Vader was Soul uh, Calibur. Oh, that's Soul Calibur. Oh, that's going to be hard now, isn't it? Because they're all quite similar. Um, okay, so um, got Rambo. Can't use Rambo or Terminator. Um, you can't re-ramble or Terminator. Um, we've got Predator. One. Can I say that? Yep, that's one. Um, uh, we had um, RoboCop. Two. And we had... Uh, I want to say... Damn. Star Wars thing. Time up, mate. Time up. <laughs> Listeners, again, we only get 10 <laughs> seconds, so we can't check. But uh, Star Wars was in Soul Calibur. Yeah. So to give you an idea, um, yeah. you yeah. could have said Freddy Krueger. You could have said oh, uh, Kratos yeah. from God of War. Oh, yeah, of course. Jason Jeez. Voorhees from Friday the 13th. You said the Xenomorph okay. from Alien. Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. Obviously oh, Predator yeah. from The yeah, Predator. Yeah. Uh, you could have said Spawn was the one I thought you were going to get. Spawn. Yeah, and yeah, Spawn. the one I thought you definitely yeah. were going to remember was Joker was in Mortal Kombat as well. I was going to say Joker, though, but then I was thinking, was that DC? I'm not <laughs> <laughs> But anyway... But um, as yeah, I said, mate, as I said, you got. <laughs> Don't be too bad, though. <laughs> you got uh, one, two, three. Yeah, you got three. Three out of five. That's good, nice. though. You almost, yeah. almost, almost had four. But see, I was very nice and did A, B, and C. I want to go. You just let me have a ramble on Terminator. Yeah, well, thanks, guys. Um, all right, then. Well, yeah, thanks for these questions. Again, you can get us up for the 15th time. Uh, Twitter questions, uh, if you want to get me. Actually, sorry, next week is going to be your turn, right? So it's going to be your round next week. Yep. So um, fans out there, if you want to stump Sonny, um, just send all your questions to thelatestps5 at gmail.com. That way I will see them and Sonny will not. Um, and then, yes, if you've got any more questions or anything like that, just throw it to um, go to at the latest PS5 um, for Twitter. Uh, but thank you for all those questions. Uh, we love you, listeners. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to be throwing it over to you for the last word of the day and uh, make it a good one, mate. I am, you know, and I think you'll appreciate it. Uh, I think me and Alex 
and um, the guys and the girls who do the Twitter, I just want to thank everybody because the Twitter handle, which is at latest PS5, has passed 16,000 followers, which is massive. And all this channel does, guys, if you're not on Twitter, or if you do use Twitter, please follow them because you don't get any bullshit stories on this timeline. They only retweet uh, sources that are legit stories, um, legit rumours to that extent, um, and things like that. You don't get the make-believe stuff. You don't get the... Ne it's, a, it's a safe space for PlayStation gamers. There's no negativity there. There's no bullshitting, you know, like when the Xbox launched, the Twitter handle, you know, congratulated Xbox, which Xbox actually liked. Um, you know, mm. you see developer interviews and everything on there as well, which is cool. But most importantly, it's a really cool place for PlayStation gamers to get legitimate news and not have to look at trolls or Xbox envious fans or little kids just bitching and moaning and stuff. So yeah, at latest PS5 on Twitter, great place. And obviously listeners transcending over to the podcast, which is great for us as well. So again, final word, thank you all so much. Thank you.